the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. Of... And thanks for tuning in again to this brand new episode of Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated entirely to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts one of several of your rotating cast of characters here on the show. And this week we are indeed continuing with our Sake Vocabulary mini-series. And this week I am once again joined by one of our previous guests, actually. Uh, I am joined this week by Mr. Takashi Umio Eguchi, often known as Umio or Umio-san, and maybe may better known to all of you as the Sake Concierge. Uh, Umiyo-san, he, he is very prolific in a lot of areas, sake tourism, education at the local universities, uh, consulting, guiding, hosting a wide range of, range of events, re recording tasting notes and video series. Uh, if you were to search for sake concierge, I think he would probably come up top. Um, and so we're really glad to have him back on the show Again, if you missed our previous episode with him, you can check that out when he told us all about the word ricey. But we're back with another word this week. And I'm back here again with uh, Umiyo-san. Umiyo-san, how are you doing, sir? Hi, Justin. Thank you for having me again. Hey, hey glad to have you back. Always, oh, always welcome on the show. <laughs> Thank you. So we are at it again. Uh, I loved the last word that you chose and I thought it was such a, a unique selection and a, one that very much I think represented uh, you and your work and uh, your perspective and experience uh, in the world of sake. So I said, hey, you got anything else? Um, and you did. So what word is it that you brought to our listeners this week? So this week's word is moyashi. Moyashi, moyashi in Japanese. Moyashi in Japanese as uh, indicates the bean sprout in Japanese. The, bean, the bean sprout. As the bean sprout, yes. Okay. Bean sprout. And uh, in daily life, you know, daily life, we the moyashi only refers to bean sprout. And that's even, the only right. That's the only really like active vocabulary word for it. If yes, you were yes. out on the streets and you told someone moyashi, they would envision bean sprouts, like the stuff they put on your subway sandwich or something like that. Uh, right, right, right. Right. <laughs> right. And, However, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> so we in uh, Justin, as you uh, make it, you're making sake, you know the the vocabulary. The moyashi means the the koji starter. Ko the koji mo the start of koji fermentation and uh, that's that's very different from bean sprout but uh when we look at the dictionary of the late 19th century it says the the sprout of anything the grains and beans and okay. the koji fermentation starter in uh in ordinary dictionary, it's not in the Brewer's dictionary. In ordinary, on ordinary dictionaries of like, like small dictionaries of uh, one entry, uh, like five, three to five lines per entries per yeah. entry, 
the definition of koji thing is in the ordinary dictionary. Yeah, which would suggest that that was standard understanding and yes, yes, shared yes. vocabulary amongst the Japanese people at that point in time. Right. That's what. Yes. Yes. So, uh, in that these days, moyashi was a general term for uh, meaning the sprout of something, sprout yeah, of yeah. koji mold and beans and grains, and but even in modern days, within the the sake industry, we use the word moyashi for indicating the fermentation start of koji. Uh, right, I say you hear about it quite often. I mean, just talking about it casually in the brewery, they'll they'll say maybe instead of koji or tane koji, they'll say you know, moyashi or something. Yes, yes. Or when they refer to the manufacturers or providers of tane koji or those uh, koji spores um, that are used for making koji or rice koji or whatever. Um, they'll call them right the like moyashiya, like right, yes. like the moyashi, like the moyashi house, right? It's the the place where moyashi are are born essentially. Yeah, yes. The sprouting right? people to sprout. So uh, people uh, who helps us sprouting the koji and making yeah, koji yeah. to make it koji. Those are important Those are, people. <laughs> very important. <laughs> and uh, one synonym of Moyashi is soyashi. They're, soyashi. they're very similar. It, it, sound, it sounds very similar too. Mm -hmm. Sounds very similar. And, and but the word soyashi, the synonym soyashi is only used in a certain process of making a certain kind of fermentation starter in sake brewing. That is that's bodaimoto. Okay. Fermentation starter. It, it is kind of ancient way of making fermentation starter which was originated in the 16th century and now some breweries here makes makes the bodaimoto fermentation starter i once i had a chance to interview one of the brewers of bodaimoto sakes and i was curious about the soyashi mizu the soyashi water is acid water to That's add very to acidic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very acidic. But mm -hmm. I, I was curious about why. Why do they call the acid water as sprout water? So yeah. What, what, <laughs> so I, I asked the brew one of the brewers, and they, that he said, "Oh, the acidity is made by a certain kind of lactic acid bacteria, and is that it." They digest the 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 sugar sugar of rice and they make the lactic acid. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. So that's why the the acid water is called sprout water. Wow. It's amazing. Even though the 16th century people they were yeah. were not able to see the bacteria, so yeah. the bacteria was invisible and. They might not even recognize the, the existence of bacteria, but they recognize. They saw the sprout, the beginning of life form of the something in that water. 
that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's a clearly, clearly the sake makers of that time were it probably in tune with you know just those those natural elements in a way that it's probably lost on a lot of us now when we're checking our checking our cell phones in, in between in in between you know brewing and and working koji and all that stuff so that, so the ancient people observing the the the, the vocabulary that moyashi and soyashi we assume that ancient people saw the or even regarded as it as very essential very important that the sprout the beginning of life form in like koji and in the acid water and even skemon and everything the fermentation food and we most of us forgot that kind of feeling but in the sake industry the words the vocabulary is is still used in sake industry i think that might indicate that people in the sake industry the brewing people are aware of the the, the sprout as very important the essential the beginning of life form the yeah. sprout of bacteria and yeast and kojimos yeah. are so essential. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's beautiful. I mean, it's obviously sake making or any sort of brewing can be, you know, examined from a, a technical standpoint or from a scientific mm-hmm. standpoint. But mm-hmm. even if you, irrespective of whether you understand the science of it, I think mm-hmm. there's there's a, a level of just appreciation and gratitude and just mm-hmm. a sense of awe in the process, you know, regardless. And, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Very beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So more than I interviewed many brewers and farmers or sake rice farmers, and they're so they're very basically based on the scientific knowledge to brew and uh, grow rice. And we we basically talk scientific things like like how to brew and how to grow rice. And the the brewer I interviewed, the, the Bodaimoto brewer, he was when he described the the sprout, the moyashi, the soyashi of the, the fermentation. He narrated, he he told me the the beauty of the fermentation, beauty of the the moment when the lactic acid bacteria sprouted. The sprout he described the beauty the the beauty of the on the surface there was like like beauty things that the moment was beauty and he was so impressed by the the power of the microbes. I was very impressed too. Not only with the, the, his description of the the fermentation, but also he the even though he is very scientific, he also sees the fermentation very in a, like impressive and poetic way. And uh, 
and the brewers and farmers regard the power of life form that way. I when we just when when we drink, I I think you feel the same way that when we drink sake, sometimes we feel something like power beyond the 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 chemical composition of the, the sake. We feel something. Absolutely, something different, something beyond the chemical. So I once asked the rice farmer about that, yeah. and he answered without delay, "What you feel is the power of life forms, yeah. the rice and microbes." Yeah, and the the, the thing is that drive a thing that that drive me to into this industry and interviewing many people and testing sake is that we have both the the chemistry things like scientific techniques of brewing techniques of and farming techniques and the the that kind of feeling the being aware of the power of life forms and uh, the beauty of the life life forms beauty of rice beauty of microbes this, I realize that that it is that is why I'm in this industry and I'm I'm interviewing I'm writing and uh, I'm spreading the sake culture and I would like to spread that this the thing that the things I I've told you the the good things of sake industry and brewing and tasting yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no amazing amazing no it's 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 uh you're, you're speaking of uh, an experience that i think is a shared experience by obviously there's a shared experience maybe by farmers and brewers but as you said by people who have who have found sake and um it's found a place in their life i think part of the reason it's managed to find a place in their life is probably because they've they've had at some level, that experience that you're that you're talking about, you know, um, being touched by life and sort of, you know, mm -hmm. that the just magnificence mm -hmm. of it, and it's, you know, it's that's at the end of the day, that's that's what it comes down to. That's what that's what's really special. We have there are a lot of tasty beverages out there, you know, your ears no shortage of tasty beverages, but when you have the chance to choose. I guess sake. We could call it a beverage. You drink it, but you know, choosing sake, you you have you're opening up the possibility of choosing something that um, connects you um, in that way and allows you to, yeah, have that sort of um, more. I don't know if spiritual is the right word. That might be uh, overstating it in, in, in some sense, but in some context, hell, maybe not. I think that's I think that's a reasonable. I think that's a reasonable. Um, means of explaining uh that experience and and what makes this so special so yeah thank you so much for for taking time and and selecting that and and sharing that with us i think those aside from just a really uh, a, a really important word um and our listeners got a bonus word today they got not only moyashi they got soyashi um uh, but then you know above and beyond the understanding of a word. Uh, I think there's a really important message in there as well, too. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. Thank, thank you very much, Justin. All right. 
Excellent. And that will do it for this week's vocabulary series here at Sake on Air. If you would like to share your Moyashi uh, feelings, thoughts, experiences, you can do that with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at, at Sake on Air. Or you can send us a message, an email to questions at sakeonair.com. Sake on Air is brought to you with the fantastic support of the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association. And whenever at all possible, we'd like to broadcast to you from the Japan Sake and Shochu Information Center located in the heart of Tokyo. That will do it for this week's episode. And we'll be back with you with even more Sake on Air here very, very soon. Until then, kampai.